I'm Josh Cooperman, and this is Convo by Design. This is a first for me here at Convo by Design. I am producing three episodes in one week to showcase a design tour in Pasadena on uh, on one day only, October 7th, 2018. Since the purpose of Convo by Design is to share, inspire, educate, and motivate the, the design and architecture communities, in particular, and all creative thinkers and doers in general, this seemed like a good idea and a good time to do this. The ASID Pasadena chapter is offering a really unique event. This is a semi-guided tour of three simply amazing homes that will give design enthusiasts a truly unique glimpse into Pasadena's rich and diverse design and architecture. This one-day event will feature tours of three remarkable homes, a pop-up, food trucks, and more. It's pretty cool. The event is October 7th from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. in Pasadena, and you can find all the details on the ASID Pasadena Chapter website. Now, if you download episodes after the 7th, you can hear the tour of the homes. This was really fun to do, and I hope you enjoy it as much as I did. You can hear all about them here, and you can find much in the way of video on our YouTube channel. So we've got you covered. The three designers you are going to hear from include Christine Santana of Santana Interiors, her Las Vegas-inspired traditional, uh, you heard me right, will, if you're like me, make you long for the Rat Pack days on the Strip. It's just fun uh, and glitzy and traditional. I don't know how, to, how else to explain it. I'll let her do it. Uh, Jennifer Bevan Montoya of Jennifer Bevan Interiors offers up her own home, a Paul Williams update. And what an update it is. You'll also hear from Rosalind Woods of Rosalind Woods Interior Design and a soft modern ranch with a woodsy open floor plan and a treehouse master suite that you will crush on big time. All three designers are featured in their own episodes, so you can spend time with each one in each home. And I really hope you enjoy the tour. I also hope you like this episode. If you do, Please give us a five-star rating and review on iTunes or wherever you enjoy your podcasts. You can also find us on most social media, but what I think you'll like best is the Convo by Design YouTube channel where you can find short videos from each of these podcast episodes. This is Rosalind Woods of Rosalind Woods Interior Design. Convo by Design is presented by Snyder Diamond and has been since episode number one. Snyder Diamond is always first with what's next in the kitchen and bath. That's the philosophy of second-generation president Russ Diamond. He travels the world looking for the appliances, fixtures, and finishes for the kitchen and bath that allow designers and architects to create amazing spaces for their clients, products like those from Mila. I recently toured the Mila showroom and was stunned, really, by all of the amazing products that Mila has to offer, from coffee machines to ovens, ranges, hoods, Combus steam ovens, washers, dryers, dishwashers, all made with that Immer Besser philosophy hard-coded into the very DNA of this family-owned and operated company since their founding in 1899. Mila products are made to serve and built to last. They possess the form and function you expect, and they were created with the future in mind. The technology integrated into these appliances remarkable, and they were designed to work seamlessly together, all to make life that much easier. Now, combine this world-class product with the standard bearer 
in customer service, Snyder Diamond Service is here for you, and you have a powerful partnership. Find out more at any of the three Los Angeles area Snyder Diamond showrooms and check out some fantastic limited-time offers and promotions from Mila while you're there. You can also learn more at SnyderDiamond.com. We're in the living room of this remarkable project. Tell me about the home. What's the history behind this particular home? The home was built in 1968 by a woman architect. Her name's Petrie Wilson, and it was a ranch home. Um, when the McClams bought it, they really wanted to open it up, create more light, so they um, raised ceilings, took out French doors, put in uh, big Fleetwood sliding doors, much like um, what a, a Cliff May house would look like, um, which was a bit of our inspiration. And um, the, the, biggest, the, best, the biggest and best part of this property are the oak trees on it. So we really wanted to try to tie in um, the property to the house and create a relationship that be, that was natural and fluid. The the property is. This is a really interesting space. I absolutely love it. There's a lot of hard spaces, a lot of hard surfaces, but it doesn't feel hard and stark. It feels extremely comfortable. It starts with the brick, though. So the house the house was brick. So in a, in a brick home, you might expect that everything would be closed in for the most part, but that's not what happened here. No, that's what we were working to accomplish, was to bring in the light and the openness and the freshness and all the wonderful things that you see outside and experience outside, be able to experience inside. So every design decision we made whether it was the paint on the walls or which part of the interior brick to keep um, or the color of the wood floors or the size of the planks of the wood floors or the every bit of furnishing um, was those decisions were all made in order to accomplish the the main goal which was to bring the outside in and the inside out and 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 you really did it's it's amazing so starting with the the concrete surfaces and the floors are these six inch planks mm -hmm. yeah and they're a very light color the, yeah. the walls are extremely light as well mm -hmm. um and and then it's framed in dark beams yes tell me about the doors the doors are uh fleet fleetwood sliding um they actually slide one on top of one another there are three of them on each side at right angles to one another. Um, so you have an entire section of the house that's now open to the backyard because of them. Um, it's, it's just a wonderful place, whether you're in, in here in the morning or at night. It's just a great, it's the anchor for the house, I think, because of these doors. Yeah, and they're beautiful, and they, they completely open up. And because they're so wide, that frameless look, whether they're open or closed, uh -huh. is amazing. You have a sculpture over your shoulder. Mm -hmm. um, tell me where that came from. It's a root sculpture from Jakarta. And I saw it um, in a warehouse that um, a, a vendor of mine has. And I couldn't get it out of my head for about six months. 
I've been working on this house for three years, but for six months I thought about this piece and um, realized that it needed to be in the house because of the oak tree that it um, gives a nod to. You know, that natural form of the oak tree is so beautiful that uh, with the movement of each one of the limbs and uh, this root sculpture had that feel as well. So I wanted to be able to give a nod from the inside to something like the oak tree. Well, and here's what I also find interesting. With the large brick walls, how high is the, is the ceiling? The, the ceiling Roughly. is about uh, 15 feet high. Yeah, it's tall. Yeah. And so you've got these tall openings, cream-colored mm -hmm. brick walls, yeah. and you juxtaposed a root sculpture with the TV. I bring that up. <laughs> I bring that up because it, it, was a, it was a really nice choice, and it's a really interesting choice because many designers look for any way possible to hide any technology as we'll see throughout the house. And by the way, if you're listening to the podcast and you want to go check out some of the images, you can go to our social. You can also go to the YouTube channel where you'll be able to see some videos of this as well. But what's really interesting is you put in, there's a lot of electrical outlets. Um, there's a lot of ports to plug in devices, USB. And some you hid, some you didn't, some mm -hmm. you simply incorporated into mm -hmm. the materials that were there. Mm -hmm. I think they're very interesting choices. How do you how do you decide, like, with the artwork, with the TV, with the things that you have hung on the walls? There's enough, but not too much. How mm. did you how do you decide when enough is enough? And what and in this particular room, what were you focusing on? Because I would imagine that the inclination, or at least uh, there's a temptation, to use every wall because they're so big and they're the color, they're, they're open, they're available, you can decorate them. Use every wall for a decorative purpose or for televisions? No, no, sorry, for, for decorative purposes. Uh-huh. There's a freedom to this house because it's so open and it's, and it's what I call soft minimalism. And there's no way we could hide TVs in a house with this personality. And I'm, I don't want, I'm not afraid of showing a television because it's what the family uses and and wants in their home so because of the freedom of movement and light and openness in this house i think they hold the tv pretty well without them being uh, an uh, an obstruction to your visual yeah totally agreed um and again i love that everything in this room is big but it's not overly done nicely done thank you I love this kitchen, and I love this kitchen for a number of reasons. First of all, we've got two islands. The islands are completely different. We've got an abundance of appliances. You have everything you need, but again, this, this sort of minimalist approach to the room itself, you found a way to put everything you need but not cram into the space. What was your approach? And take, sort of walk me through mentally, walk me through this kitchen. It was challenging initially um, because I, when I was hired for the job, there was nothing in this space. It was completely empty. There wasn't a cabinet or an appliance. And um, so where I started in terms of getting this designed was to 
talk to the owners about how they cook, how they live in a kitchen. And it turns out um, Kurt is the cook. He is a chef, and he loves, he loves to cook. And so he took me through the steps um, and really explained to me what he needed. And then Nikki told me about the children. There's four children. There's two cats, a dog, and five chickens. And um, she really needed a place and wanted a place where uh, they could all gather to eat breakfast and lunch um, that was still part of the kitchen. So we ended up talking about two islands because that's that the this island immediately behind me um, is where they sit um, together, and uh, the the island that is closest to the sink is where Kurt works when he cooks. But the challenge was we needed to create two islands and have them be different enough where your visual was still okay, where it didn't get redundant. Mm, so we decided one island was going to be made of stone and the other one was going to be made of wood and natural wood and uh, with, with a natural edge and thick and much like a piece of wood that you would just find somewhere. So we, we chose this slab of wood. We actually had to fly to Portland, Oregon to get it. And um, it was given a lot of thought because of the edges and enough so that your eye didn't get tired with the two islands. The exposed brick behind, mm -hmm. were, you t were you tempted to paint? Were you tempted to make it similar to how the living room was a, a lighter cream color? Were you tempted? On the contrary. Okay. We actually installed that brick. Oh, you did? The irony is this house was mostly brick inside and out, and it was too much brick. So we decided to keep the brick in the great room because it related to the outside, and you could see the brick on the outside of the house. However, we, we wanted the visual of the brick in the kitchen, and it was the run, one room in the house that didn't have brick. So we had to add it, and, and we were all just rolling our eyes going, we have so much brick in this house that we had to cover up just to get a light and freshness and yet we're adding brick in the kitchen? So it's our big secret. It's not anymore. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah, uh, the, so. There are a lot of hanging doors on tracks, and they tie from one room into cabinets that are also hanging as well. It's, it's, the, yes. barn doors, it's the barn door style, mm -hmm. um, but they're on doors, they're on cabinetry, or, or uh, you know, covering up, not cabinets, but covering shelves. Mm -hmm. um, you use them liberally, but again, to sort of get, get that contemporary feel. Mm -hmm. um, but it, again, it ties from room to room. Obviously, that was, that was intentional. How did, you, how did you source all these different products? Because it, it seems like a it seems like it would be a challenge to source these types of products to make them work together. You know, you've got the natural wood, you've got the hard metal on the barn door, you've got, you've got a lot going on here, right. but, it, but it all works together. How did, you, how did you source all that? It's the biggest challenge, finding sources if you, uh, for a designer. If you have something in your brain that you feel is going to work or that you, that you, you really want to see in a house, but, but you can't find it, 
So um, most of what you see has not been sourced. It's been custom made. Okay. The sliding window coverings are custom made. The sliding panels above the, the shelves in the bar were designed by, you know, by me and custom made. And the uh, same with the barn door over the pantry. But the challenge there is finding people who can, who can say, yeah, I can, you know, when you show them <laughs> what you've drawn or what you need, finding somebody that say, yeah, I can do that. So. Boy, isn't that true? Yeah. Finding people in life who can say, yeah, I can do that. Oh, it's just my, it's, it's, the, it's the happiest I get when someone looks at me, a contractor or a subcontractor or a carpenter or a creative artist in any way and says, yeah, no problem. Best words ever. Uh-huh. That's great. This is an interesting space. We've got the bar, we've got a pool table, we've got a fireplace. It's, it's a male-inspired den. Mm -hmm. Yes? And it's the living room. And it's the living room. Mm -hmm. It's masculine for a living room. Well, it's, it's always, it's, it was built to be the living room. Okay. But it's not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, fair enough. So we just, the owner really wanted his, a space. Okay. For a pool table. Yeah. I think I get that question from every male client I have. Where can we put the pool table? Seriously? Really? Seriously. Yeah. And most of the times, um, I win the battle, and it goes in its own pool house somewhere. But in this case, um, the owner convinced me, finally, that we could make a pool table work in here. And then we just let the room grow. From that, from that perspective. That's why we brought in the horizontal wood uh, slats on the fireplace. It's why we brought an organic slab of wood to be the bar and um, made it a little bit more fun with the sliding shell, the sliding panels above the, the actual bar. Um, yeah, so hopefully it's, it's a sophisticated place or it holds its own with the house, but it's also a playroom. Yeah, and certain design tips, and we're going to get to one thing in, in particular, but again, above the, above the bar, you have the brick-shaped subway tile. That's right. What, who, where did that tile come from? Morocco. It's beautiful. Yeah, they're handmade in Morocco. Love those. And it repeats, sorry. No, go yeah. ahead. No, it repeats the other, you know, it, it gives a nod to the other brick in the house. Yeah, it sure does. All right, so... I am actually, as we talk, I'm just going to move the camera here a little bit because I want to point out. So if you would just step over to the side, like right there. See, I love this. The podcast, you can hear us in real time. All right. So this same living room is off the kitchen. And you can see. So explain to me, because it is a recurring theme, on what's on the fireplace with the slats. Mm -hmm. um, the choice to make this. I love it. It's a light wood. Mm -hmm. with dark in between so it really pops and it really stands mm -hmm. out mm -hmm. and that was one of the main design themes throughout the house yes why'd you go with that it's architectural and I really like architectural forms um, geometric forms particularly in a house like this uh, but mostly I was looking for a way to bring again um, that 
outside into the home. So it's, um, it, it gives this room an architectural feel while at the same time making the, uh, following through with the theme of, um, and I don't do themes, but following through with the idea that we want to keep this house as natural and connected to nature as possible. You don't do themes, but something that we were talking about earlier is the idea of trend, trends versus trendy. Mm -hmm. You know, and not talking, not, you know, it's really interesting. Trendy is a bad word. Yes. But trending or trends, mm -hmm. that's part of the business. You know, and a couple of the things that you've done here, I've been seeing, and I absolutely love the the deep sink and it's a, it's mm -hmm. on a smaller space in, in mm -hmm. here mm -hmm. it is really a unique touch um it would have been very easy not to go with a deep sink like that mm -hmm. um the lighter colors especially on the brick and so much wood mm -hmm. in the house the light juxtaposed against the dark um you've mm -hmm. got you've got a sort of a traditional view on the outside and a very contemporary view on the inside. Um, when you work on a project like this, mm -hmm. do you change mid-course at all as a creative, as a designer? Do you ever find yourself going in one direction and saying, hey, I know I'm halfway through in this direction, but I'd like to kind of shift it a little bit? Or do you find an idea, do you put the idea together and then you just... It, you steer in that direction because that's that's the vision never that it's very organic the way I work I can't I can't work in my office with vendor books I have to be in the space and I don't know what the space is going to look like until it's finished because everything builds on one another one choice motivates another choice um, I do know what the heart of the house um, has uh, is and and I can pretty easily follow along with that but I will usually bring tear sheets and pictures into the room and I build the room starting with the bones on up so it's always changing because there's never a set form that that I'm in terms of the pieces that I'm that I'm going for there's an inspiration and like I say a heart um, in terms of a goal of, of of what will work in a house like this or any house and along the the whole theme everything in this house flows extremely easily mm -hmm. extremely easely even even from your vision, the eye lines, the sight lines, mm -hmm. because the ceilings are so high, and in many cases you have the the entryway from one room into the next is also high. There's nothing to sort of close you off from from any of these spaces. It must have been fun to work Good. on it. Oh, really fun, really fun. It's such a joy when you have clients that are that you click with and that you're both on the same wavelength and. Um, and you know you hold something up, and and you both at the same time look at each other and go, yes, that's it, 
That's what it needs. Did and they, did, most importantly, I just want to say this, most having the patience to go through the process with you. Yeah, I, what did you say, three years? Three years. Did, uh -huh. did, they, did they tell you no? Yeah, oh yeah. How do you respond to that? I ask why. Um, and then I explain my reasons. And sometimes, you know, it's a give and take. It's, you know, like a marriage because, you know, sometimes you just got to give it up as a creative and move on and find another solution. And other times um, your reasoning might um, set well with them and they say, well, okay, that makes sense. Um, sometimes it's a money thing. You know, hey, I just don't want to spend $15,000 on bath accessories for the kids' bath. You know, not that I do that, but I'm just giving you a big example or, or a, like a kind of a wild example of that. But, um, you know, you, you, if, if you're symbiotic with your clients, you, you work it out. Do you ever take it personally? Sometimes, as an artist. Yeah, you have to, right? Yeah, yeah, you do. You do. Uh, because, like, particularly in a house like this, this house is my baby. This is my baby. And, you know, I was really, like, for instance, the art at the front door. Did you walk in the front door? Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's a huge piece for me because um, it's, it's probably the biggest visual in the house. And it says everything that I want you to think when you first walk in the house. And um, Kurt and Nikki have never collected art. And, and they've, they don't really have a passion for it. So it was a lot of holding my breath for that piece. Yeah, a lot of explaining. I brought the artist over. They got to meet him. Um, he got to explain what his motivation was for the piece. And um, then you know we talked about what the visual that it brought into the house. And then at the very end, you know, they called and they said, Roz, I'm really sorry to tell you this. And I just went, oh, no. And then they said, we're going to keep the peace. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes they know when you're emotionally invested. Oh, totally. Yes. <laughs> no, that's great. Yeah, that's great. So. And we're going to go look at that. And we're going to go look at a, uh, a couple of other things, um, again, with this remarkable house. So this is the art piece you were telling me about. Tell me about this. It's done by a, an, a local Pasadena artist. His name's Danny Shane. And uh, every lar large or whole home I've done has ended up with a piece of his. He works in different genres, um, but this happens to be um, oil on plaster. Uh, so there's some dimension to it. it it's also done in three parts. Uh, so it was put together in the space um, very, very purposefully uh, for the space. I love that. So this is the master. And it's really interesting. So it's upstairs. It's way cozier up here. It's interesting. M more wood. Mm -hmm. Light colored beams. You found a way to fit the fan right between the beams. Was that a challenge? <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> and we had to paint the yeah. fan blades. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Um, but it was nicely done. This is the, the 
the, the master is always so interesting because it's mm-hmm. so personal. Mm-hmm. It's so personal. You know, this is what virtually nobody else sees, but where the homeowner winds up spending a, a vast majority of time. Mm-hmm. So what did they want and how did you give it to them? Um, they wanted a serene space. Uh, they, their favorite part and mine too of the room are the oak trees on both sides of the room. So um, I, in, we didn't want to put a heavy window coverings over these windows. You know, there's, it takes up two of the four walls in the room, these windows, and looks out over the most incredible oak trees um, up this high. You know, you get to feel like you're actually in them. So um, we designed the window coverings so that they could come from the top down instead of the bottom up and kind of float in the middle of each window. Uh, but then you also have flexibility. So at night, if you want privacy, you close the whole thing up. But um, they love being in here because, like they tell me, it's like sitting in a treehouse. It feels treehousey. Yeah, it does, huh? Yeah, it does. Mm. What's interesting, too, is, again, th- I find the use of color very interesting mm-hmm. and really neat because, you know, you have, the, you have the lighter color walls, you have the lighter colored floors, you have the lighter wood ceiling and a lot Mm -hmm. of wood and the stark contrast with the metal frame windows Mm -hmm. it 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 really balances nicely it doesn't feel too washed Mm -hmm. out it feels like there's enough i don't know if if heft in color is the Mm -hmm. is the right terminology to use for it but there's there's enough weight in the in the color palette that it, it really supports it and it it balances against the dark doors it really it all works together are you talking about the touch of pink um, no, I love the touch of pink, but I'm actually sp- specifically referring to the, so you have the dark colored windows, the dark frame windows, right. the dark frame doors. Yes. You have the lighter color, even Four. in the, even in the, uh-huh. even in the rug and the floors and, and the then, ceiling right. and everything's light. Now, th- I think those things, even in the dark color wood from the furniture, but then you balance that off the dark and the light, and mm-hmm. then you include the color, yeah, you know, exactly. and, and the, 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 what fabric is is on those did you have those custom made uh we purchased those chairs in europe you did Uh uh-huh and we purchased them because nikki fell in love with the pink seat cushions i love those yeah they sort of motivated the whole room did they yeah Mm mm-hmm and the stargazer lilies sort of you found those to balance absolutely (laughs) yeah very much very much it's the only room in the house where we actually used a color i noticed that yeah and it's okay. So now the question is, both members of both members of the couple are cool with the with the pink being the accent color. Absolutely. In this room. Yeah. I mean, yes. Not that. Not that. Let me re, let me back up a second. You're wearing a pink shirt. I am wearing a pink you shirt. You look good in this room, actually. Thank you very <laughs> much. I feel comfortable in this room. And it's not to it's not to say that that pink is more masculine or more mm-hmm. feminine mm-hmm. but ge- you know generally speaking in I, I haven't seen that color necessarily used in in mm-hmm. such a, a strong and powerful way in mm-hmm. a master bedroom right one of my um mentors and he doesn't even know it is john saladino and john saladino um will use these pastel colors like pink or 
pale violet uh, in living rooms and dining rooms. And um, so I remembered that when Nikki said she really fell in love with these chairs that had pink seat cushions. And I thought, hmm, this might be our opportunity to bring in just a little touch of something. And um, I like pink against the dark, dark brown, black doors and windows. You know, it's a good, and then, you know, you foil it with the cream. It's a good color combination. It's a brilliant color combination. And I'll tell you what else I like about it. It's, it's not a, you know, what people are calling millennial pink. It's not salmon. Oh, no. It is a, uh -uh. It is a strong pastel pink. Mm -hmm. which is why I think I like it so much because you're, the way you're using it in this room, it's almost, uh -huh. it's almost being used as like a, almost as an off-white to, to cover the dark, but you, you've got such a great pop of color mm -hmm. that comes from it. It just really makes this. I love it. Yeah. It's really cool. The hope was is to just give it a little push in one direction, um, and I think we accomplished it, I hope, anyway. I think you totally did. Yeah, it's brilliant. I love yeah. it. It's wonderful. And, and the next place we're going to go is this master bath, because the closet master bath, I mean, seriously, the piece de resistance, this is amazing. <laughs> Here's what I love about this master. This really is a master suite, completely separated from the rest of the residence. Mm -hmm. It's got a stairway. It's got master on one side of the stairway. It's got the master bath and the closet on the other. This is a Gorgeous suite. Um, I would imagine for a designer, mm -hmm. you're like a kid in a candy store when it comes to a space like this. Oh, totally. Right? Oh, yeah. Because oh, you, yes. you, don't, you don't have to worry about flow through. You don't have mm -hmm. to worry about sharing it with anybody else in the family. You don't have to worry about people walking through it or walking by it or right. around it. It's all by itself. Yes. And again, back to what you said, how it's kind of like that treehouse feel. Mm -hmm. kind of is. Yeah. You've got the whole master suite mm -hmm. up in up in a treehouse. That's exactly right. Yeah. And I was given a blank canvas too. Um they added this part of um the suite, this this bathroom section. Um and so when we walked into it, it was just the space. It was the high ceilings and the windows and some white walls and it was really fun to try to imagine and work on, um, you know, getting a bathroom that is, has some interest to it and yet flows with the rest of the house. It was, it was really exciting. It was a fun, this whole house has been a fun project. I bet. I bet. This is great. All right. So, you know, three years into the project, is there anything you would change? Well, probably, yeah. Um, I love doing kids' rooms. And there's uh, a couple of kids' rooms that I would have loved to have been able to get a little bit more creative with. Yeah. But um, for the most part, no. I mean, it's why this house took three years, because every decision was deliberated and consciously made and... Uh, not rushed. How many projects, your firm, how many projects a year do you think you average? I'm a really small firm. Yeah. Because the whole reason why I do this is I want to be able to be creative. So um, I will take two big jobs 
in the course of a year or one big job and three or four small ones. Okay. And do you have a, an area where you prefer to work? This, this whole Pasadena South Pass, is this, is this a territory you like to work or do you, do you care? I love working in Pasadena. I love it. Um, but I work lots of places. We just finished a house in Hawaii. It was so fun because it was beachy. You know, we did, we did this sort of whole beachy look with, he was a surfer and, or is a surfer. And, you know, so it was just a whole different kind of point of view and it was fun. I did a house in uh, Montana and that was a whole different personality. You know, it was Montana. So, I mean, that has its own look and genre and feel, and it was really fun to work on that, too. So I'll, I'll go anywhere, but I love Pasadena. <laughs> yeah, and I will say it's really interesting. Um, the way Pasadena is, Pasadena takes their architecture seriously. They do. Very seriously. Mm -hmm. yes. And um, they don't always make it easy on designers and architects. Or even the homeowners that are trying to build, mm -hmm. and there are there are there's a good associated with that, mm -hmm. and there's a bad associated with that. Yes. But it, but it's I think it's important that you know there are there are cities and municipalities that are out there that really do work hard mm -hmm. to make sure to save yes. you know iconic structures and right. significant architecture. Well, the architect that did the remodel in terms of the ad uh, addition of this master bathroom and the bathroom downstairs and the bedroom and reconfigured the space where the kitchen is, um, she had to do a whole book, uh, book portfolio to present to the city. She worked very hard on it. And because of that portfolio and book, uh, she was able to get a lot passed. And I guess the lesson is, you know, the more thought and yes. production value you put into your Absolutely. presentation. It's a good thing. It's a good thing. Thank you yeah. so much for the tour oh, today. Thank you. This was, was remarkable. It was really fun. Thank you so much. Convo by Design is proud to be working with Vendome Furniture. Design culture, it's the key to their success. It's what pushes them to consistently create new collections that give spaces a new dimension. They create dialogue between environment and form. Vendome pieces can transform the simplest space into one filled with glamour that is both unique and extraordinary. And isn't that what design is all about? Creating atmospheres where you can take hold of life and enjoy it to the fullest? Vendome products are simple and elegant, contemporary and exceptionally comfortable. Their crafted, modern, durable, molded resin, glass, and metal designs are unique and they beg to be enjoyed. They search the planet for the right designers that embody the Vendome spirit and work together to create remarkable pieces into an exclusively Vendome mode of expression. And if you haven't seen Vendome before, you can check them out in uh, some of the Convo by Design videos you'll find on our YouTube channel. But you can find them in their showrooms at the D&D Building in New York, Wynwood in Miami, and the Pacific Design Center here in LA, or online at Vendome.com.